Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 133 of Be With Me. We're going to talk today about something near and dear to all of our hearts, and that is uh, lust and uh, adultery. Here it is, Matthew 5, 27. But you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. So that's in the Ten Commandments. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out, throw it away, for it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, throw it away, for it is better for you to lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. All right, so let's talk about lustful intent. You've heard that it is said you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent. So first thing I noticed is that it uh, it seems to uh, highlight that women are primarily the recipients of such activity. And then I would think uh, men are primarily the committers of such uh, activity. And the the question that is being asked is what do we do with our sexual engine? So so start starting is we have sexual engines. Where did we get them? Well, we're created beings. God has made us sexual uh, creatures. And the interesting thing here, as we get started on it, is that looking with your eyeballs uh, can lead to lustful intent. That is, your eyeballs can cause you to to start the path towards lustful intent. So there's eyeballs plus a mental process can equal lustful intent. But of interest, you actually don't even need your eyeballs. This could happen even with a blind person. That is your mind's eye plus uh a mental process can end can end up with uh, lustful intent. So your eyes may have something to do with this, or your 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 head may have something to do with this. So what is adultery? What is lust? It is taking something, or even receiving something that is not yours. So it can be taking something that is not yours to take, which is someone else's spouse or someone else's future spouse. Similarly, it could be receiving something, even willfully given, that is not theirs to give. That is someone else's spouse and someone else's uh, future spouse. So the point here is that we have sexual agency, and that's, you know, part of this is great news, that you have sexual agency, and you have zipper agency, and you have... Uh, a sexual engine agency that the Lord has entrusted with you. Now, does that mean that you're free to do anything? Clearly, no. You're not free to do as, as you you may please. And so we ask the question, is, is my body my own? Well, yes, but not completely, not exactly. That is, 
the Lord has to reign in lordship here. That is, we are created, created uh, by him, created for him. And so we are entrusted with this, this gift of sexual agency, and we are supposed to use it rightly. Now, the question is, who gets to decide? So the disturbing part of this passage is, well, God has already put limitations on limit on uh, lustful intent. That is, in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not commit adultery in Exodus chapter 20. But then the bar gets lowered so far down here. Jesus says, but here's what I really mean by that. But I say to you, verse 28, so the who gets to decide, first of all, it, it's not you. So that's uncomfortable. That we have a, a governor, we have a controller, um, and part of it is us. Obviously, we have self-agency and self-mastery, but then we have the author of this whole process of sexuality coming down and saying, I, I want to, I make the rules, essentially, which, of course, I don't like that. So what happens then? So the end of this passage is, if you have lustful intent, essentially, you're committing adultery. Well, let's think about uh, what happens, the consequences of adultery. First of all, you get end up with destroyed families. You lose the respect of your spouse. You lose the respect of your children. You lose uh, positions of trust, even in your neighborhood. You know who's gonna who's gonna trust you. You lose positions of uh, trust in your in your church. It ends up with financial ruin. You at least divide your assets in half because you end up uh, frequently in a divorce situation. And then the other thing is just exactly what you're going for with this, which is sexual connection. It actually ends up uh, making you uh, more sexually isolated. You end up with loneliness. So if we ever really thought about the consequences of our lustful intent and leading to a, a, adultery, that is a short-term pleasure for a long-term harm, we probably would never do it. We wouldn't risk the destruction that uh, it usually in, ensues. So committing adultery may not destroy what you have, but it certainly never helped anybody. It never ended up on the positive side. All right, so let's take this home here. So God has created beautiful people. And why? It's for their spouse to enjoy. We've been given sexual engines uh, by the Lord for pleasure and enjoyment within the boundaries of, of marriage. And our sexual engines, who is it governed by? A little bit by me, but also God makes some, some rules here. Certainly, we should be taking care and great care with what goes on with our bodies. But also, this, this passage says, take great care with what goes on into your uh, head. And let's change our lustful intent to our loving intent uh, and use that for within our uh, marriages, for the pleasure of our spouse, for the practicing of love, and for utilizing the gift in the way that he has determine this. Nobody wants to do this wrong. Probably we all have done this wrong. And let's try to do it right today. So let's work on avoiding lustful intent and let's use it to change to loving intent. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.